Tonight, I want to begin by asking, why are we so focused on studying the Bible? Why do we make such an effort to study the Bible? Now, let me just tell you and be very sure of this. It is an effort. Uh, it is inconvenient. Now, let's be honest with you. It is inconvenient. Uh, this morning, if you remember in our, in our service, I said the best thing that you could do tonight is be here as we study the Word of God. And I'll just tell you, it is the best thing that we could do, but for sure it's not the easiest thing uh, that we could do. And I'll just tell you right now, watching TV right now, sitting on your couch will be a lot easier than what we're doing right now. Cooking out on your grill, flipping over hamburgers and hot dogs, it'll be a lot easier. Playing golf, sitting there looking at Facebook, uh, getting ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day, a big day. Getting ready for tomorrow would be a lot easier than what we're doing right now. And so the question is, why go to the effort? Why make the effort to study the Word of God? Now listen, on top of that, why go through the Proverbs? Aren't you sick of the Proverbs yet? 14 chapters, verse by verse, so repetitive. Let me just tell you this. Surprise, we're not even halfway through the Proverbs yet. Why make the effort? Why make the effort to go through the Proverbs? Let me just tell you the answer. It is because in God's Word that we learn of God's character. And we, learning of God's character, grow in our faith. And that's the truth. That is the reality. Why? in the world will we put so much effort when all the things that we could do that would be easier tonight, why do we put the effort into studying the Word of God? It's because in studying the Word of God, we learn of God's character, and it is in the learning of God's character that we grow in our faith. Now, there's a lot to that. There's the direction of God, the instruction of God. There's our response and obedience. But on the very basic level, we learn who God is, we learn his character, and we grow in our faith by time spent in the Word of God. Tonight, we're going to continue our verse-by-verse -verse study through the book of Proverbs. We're in chapter 14. I'm going to skip verse 25. We were set to begin with verse 25. I'm going to skip verse 25. We'll pick it up next week, uh, tied to some verses that are going to follow. But I, I'm, going to, I'm going to take our time tonight to look very closely tonight at verses 26 and verses 27. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 26 and 27. Our sermon tonight is entitled, The Greatest Dividend. The Greatest Dividend. Proverbs chapter 14, verses 26 and 27. Tonight I'm going to ask that you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's Word. God's Word says this, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. I want to read those two verses again. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you would speak to us. Lord, I pray that in your word that you would guide us tonight, that you would teach us, that you would lead us tonight. Lord, I pray that we would be better leaving this service than we came into this service. We'd have a better attitude. 
More than that, we'd have a heart that was closer to you that we would have been instructed and have heard the very voice of God tonight. Lord, I pray that you're honored in this process. I pray that you're glorified in this process. And I pray the fruit of it all would bring much glory to you. We love you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In your Christian walk, as we, as we live as followers of Jesus Christ, let me ask the question, what will pay the greatest dividend? What would bring the greatest result for your effort? Listen, you're going to make an investment, and it's going to be an investment of time. It's going to be an investment of your effort. What is the single greatest thing that would bring the greatest return on your investment? Very simply, what is the best thing you can do? Let me just tell you this. You know the answer already. The best thing that you can do is time spent in God's Word. Now, I, I have said that. I say that all the time. I've said that a million times. You've heard that at least a million times, at, at least 100,000 here on Sunday night. The best thing that you could do, the thing that will pay the greatest dividend is time spent in the Word of God. Did you ever wonder why? Why is that? Just because it's a duty, just because we need to do that. Why is that? Well, I want to tell you, I'm very excited tonight to tell you God tells us why in these two verses. I was moving through the Proverbs. I was set to take on 10 or 12 verses tonight, and I came across these two verses, and I thought it was an important thing to see why this effort is going to pay the greatest dividend. So God himself, I'm not going to tell you, God himself is going to tell you why this will, will pay the greatest dividend. God's going to tell us. All right, we're going to look at these two verses. Verse 26, the first part of the verse. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. Listen very closely. Each word is important. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence confidence. Now, this idea of the fear of the Lord, that, that may seem to be a strange idea. The fear of the Lord, it's a concept that's all the way through the Old Testament. In fact, it's all the way through Scripture. The fear of the Lord. Now, let me try to explain that to you. It is not a terror of God unless it needs to be. Now, there may be times we ought to be terrified of a holy God, and if we're in sin, maybe we ought to be terrified of a holy God. But it's not talking about specifically that kind of fear, a terror over God. No, it is a reverence for God, a deep reverence. It is a respect for God, a deep, true respect. And really, I think at the basic understanding, it is the consideration of God. You know what? I'm going to consider God in my life. I'm going to consider God in my actions, in my thoughts. And so it is the reverence of God. It is the consideration of God. And it comes from the knowledge of God. Folks, you will not fear the Lord. You will not revere the Lord. You will not consider the Lord if you do not know the Lord. And that, that's, that's at the core of this whole deal. You know what? You won't fear the Lord. You won't revere Him. You won't think to consider Him if you do not know the Lord. And the only way to grow in your knowledge of the Lord 
is time spent in the Word of God. The only way, and you say, well, I may find a different way. I may pray enough. I may sit out and consider things enough. I may talk to believers enough. Listen, the only way to certainly, surely grow in the knowledge of the Lord is time spent in the Word of God. Do you see the trouble of our day? And I'm talking about 2020. Do you see the, the absurd trouble of our day? Do you see the aimless direction of our day? I, I watch today and it's like we have no idea which way to turn. And somebody pops up and says, this is the answer and this is the answer and this is the answer. And we get in line and say, well, that must be the answer. We're going to go that way. The next day there's two press conferences that say, that's absurd, that's crazy, that no way was the answer. And we line up to go a different direction following that answer. It's like we have no idea, idea which way to turn and we are aimless as a people today. You know why that is? It's because, and I'm going to say even as God's people, we do not fear the Lord. Now listen as we go through this verse. In the fear of the Lord, here's where it's going to explain itself, there is strong confidence. In the Hebrew, the original language, the word confidence means trustworthy, sure, strong. Now, this is very important that they're tied together. Strong means of might, of strength, and it really means this, unbreakable. Unbreakable surety. Trustworthiness that cannot be broken. Strong confidence. Now, what that means is when you fear the Lord, when you revere the Lord, when you respect the Lord, when in the, the course of your life you consider God, you will have a bedrock anchor that will hold. And that's what that means. You will have a foundation, brother and sister, that is solid as a rock. You'll have a foundation that will not crumble. It will not fall apart. It will not wash out from under you. You will have a foundation that will hold. You see, today our world, even as believers, we're tossed all over the place. And I think, man, especially in the last few months, that's come to light, that's been revealed. We're tossed all over the place. You know why that is? It's because nothing else in our life is dependable. People, you're going to put your trust in people. Listen, there's some great people People will fail you. What about the stock market, the, the economy? You know what? I've got it stacked to this place, and that's where I've got my hope. You think the stock market's going to carry you? What about our government? Surely we can trust in our government. What about our nation? Friend, I'm not sure our nation is even going to last much longer. You're going to put your hope in our nation? What about our health? You know what? I'm strong as an ox, and I've got my health. At least I've got that. It can be gone in 20 minutes, friend. Tell me something. Somebody, please, tell me something that you can say, you know what, that is solid and it will stand and it is trustworthy and come what may, it will be here. Friends, our God is. And we will grow in that knowledge when we spend time in the Word of God. You know why we're tossed all about? It's because nothing in our life is dependable because we've neglected the Word of God. But friends, God is trustworthy. He is faithful. He is an anchor that will hold a foundation that is sure and we will grow in that knowledge when we spend time in the Word 
of God. Let me tell you, and you probably know this. You find a person in these days that is bold and that is solid, that is a person of integrity, a person that will stand. In fact, when you find them, they're already standing and you will find a person who knows who God is. You will find a person that is spending time in the Word of God. You look around and you wonder people are running and fleeing and going every which way, doing things you never thought they would do. You find a person that will stand, a person of integrity, and I promise you they're spending time in the Word of God. Second part of the verse, this is very important. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have refuge. This part of the verse breaks my heart. And very honestly, and you might try to deny it, but I don't think you can, as a whole today, the kids that we have built today have been robbed of legs to stand on. And you may say, well, we've got a better education. We've got more technology. We've got this and that. Our kids have better opportunities. The kids we have built today have been robbed of legs to stand on. Our kids today have been taught everything that's important except the only thing that ever was important. Our kids today, they can tell you who played this and who shot that and who scored this. They can tell you this thing and that fact. They can tell you about this movie and that song. They can do all the latest dances and they've been taught everything that's important except the one thing that is truly important. You know what the result of that is? Our kids are suffering. Our kids are suffering. Number two cause of death, 30 and under. Right behind accidents, closing the gap in 2017 and 2018, about to overtake it in 2019. Number two cause of death in folks from 30 down to 15 is suicide. It is suicide. The things that our kids see, the things that our kids hear and watch, the things that they take into their minds that impact their hearts are absolutely horrid today. Our kids today are looking for something to trust. They're looking for someone to put their trust in. All around us today, kids are hurting. This verse is heartbreaking, but it's also hope-giving. Because God says here, listen very carefully, for those that do revere God, for those who do respect God, for those who consider God, for those who have made God the priority of their life, they've made God the focus of their life, and as they're going through the days of their life, they're living in consideration of God, they're seeking to walk in obedience to God. For those that revere God, and listen, the reason they do those things is because they know Him. It's not because they're stronger than you, not because they have better willpower than you. It's because they know him. That's the reason they do those things. But listen, for that person that reveres God, for that person that walks in the honor of God, for that person that considers God, here's what God himself says, their kids will have a refuge. 
Refuge in Hebrew, original language, means a place of safety. Listen to these definitions. Those kids will have a shelter. Here's my favorite two definitions. Those kids will have a trust. Best one. Those kids will have a hope. That's what the word refuge means. A place of safety, a shelter, a place that you can trust, a hope. They will know, listen friend, what those kids will know because somebody has feared God and somebody has lived in the reverence of God and they have walked seeking the face of God, those kids will know that God is trustworthy and it will have been modern in the course of their life. It will have been modern in the course of their home. They will know that my God is faithful and when folks are wondering and when kids are committing suicide and they're looking for answers and they can't find it, these kids will know, you know what, my God will stand. They'll know that though I can't see a way out of this and I'm not sure which way to turn, I know that I can turn to my God. They will know that though the world tries to lead them astray, tries to pull them in all these directions that I can turn to my God and on top of all that they'll know when I've messed it all up and when I've messed it all to pieces when it's all fallen into shambles I can turn to that God and he will forgive and he will restore and he stands as a sure foundation. Folks, the greatest thing I could give my kids and I'll just tell you I know it this week more than any other week the greatest things that I could give my kids is a refuge and a trust, and a hope. When we do not give our kids the truth, we take their hope. Most profound thing I've seen in this sermon, that I'll say in this sermon, when you do not give your kids the truth, you take away their Listen, we have hope in the person and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you, my kids better know and our kids ought to, ought, to, ought to know. You know what, if you can't ever find mom and dad, if somewhere you get out in the way of the world and you can't find your mom and dad, you go to the Word of God and that is where your anchor rests. If you find your mom and dad, we're going to take you there anyway. We have to teach our kids. You go to the Word of God. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. And his children will have refuge. Verse 27 now. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. Now there it is again in this verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. The fear of the Lord. Again, respect for God. Reverence for God consideration of God and again it comes from a knowledge of God it comes from knowing God here's the truth verse 27 you must know God how did, how did no one ever tell us that you yourself you must know God not ideas about God not superstitions about God not some foolish silly notion that somebody says about God you must know the truth of God. Then when you have a knowledge like that, and because of that you have a reverence for God, you have the fear of the Lord, I want you to see it is not a duty. When you have a knowledge of God like that, it's not a punishment. 
when you know he's kind and he's generous and he's powerful and he's faithful and he's trustworthy, when you know who God is, it is not a punishment. It is a great blessing. It is God's grace to you. Here's what it says in the verse. A fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. All right, what is a fountain? A fountain springs forth. A fountain pours out. You ever go somewhere and they got a courtyard and there's a fountain there and it's got water and in the middle of this deal it's blowing out and it's pouring down and it's splashing and anywhere you go you hear the fountain. Well, it says here that revering God, considering God, obeying God is a fountain that pours out life. It is a fountain that springs up life. Here's, here's what we have when we live in the fear of the Lord. It tells us in God's word how to have peace. You want to have peace, this is how you have it. It tells us how to gain wisdom. You know what, I make so many dumb decisions. This tells us how to have wisdom. It tells us the best way to raise our kids. It tells us the best way to handle our finances. It tells us tomorrow when we're somewhere in anger, the best way to respond and the best way to speak. Get this today, hear this tonight. Living in the fear of God pours out God's blessing pours out life like a fountain. It's the best way to live. I've said that. It's the best way to live. This is the best way to live. You know what? When you spend time in God's Word, it pours out like a fountain. Doesn't that sound good? Wow. Isn't, isn't that what we want? You know what? You're going to get ready to go into a new week. And you're going to have every sort of fountain pouring out on you, every sort of mess pouring out on you. Isn't that what we're ready for? Isn't that what we want? A fountain of life, the best way to live, pouring out on us. Verse 27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. But hear this as well. The verse continues. That one may avoid the snares of death. Just as important. Sometimes we think, oh, I want the fountain of life. I want the words of life. I want the truth of that. Listen, it's a big deal to avoid the snares of death. Equally important. Friend, understand. Satan is set for your demise. Do you know that as a follower of Jesus Christ, you carry the name of Jesus Christ. You carry the banner of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Satan is set for your demise. Do you know the world is cheering for your destruction? As a follower of Jesus Christ, the world is saying, you know what, I can't wait for your kids to mess up. I can't wait for your home to mess up. I can't wait for your mouth to say one thing and your feet to do another thing. The world is actually cheering for your destruction. Let me tell you this. Some of the folks close to you, they're cheering as well. Some of the folks, they've had enough of you saying all these things and going up to the church and carrying your Bible. Some of the folks, you would never, would never think that. The, those closest to you, they're saying, you know what, they're going to fall. They can't keep it up. They're not going to make it. And they are cheering for your destruction. And that world and Satan and his, and his demons, they're setting snares and traps and pitfalls. And the Bible says ways that seem right to a man and they look so good to us. They are so enticing to us. And all the neighbors are doing these things. And all the folks that have stuff, they're doing these things. And you know what? It's logical. That's what the school has taught us. It makes sense. That's what the world tells us. 
look right to a man and it will end in regret. Oh, the regret. And shame and brokenness and disgust and death. Oh, the regret. Oh, the shame. We ought to be very sure of something tonight. You know what's better than God leading you out of sin? And I'll tell you what, he'll lead you out of sin. That's what he does. He'll forgive us and he'll restore us. But you know what's better than God leading us out of sin? It's never getting into it in the first place. And it's never having to walk with the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. You know what's better than having to walk out of sin in the power of Christ? He'll do that. It's never getting into it in the first place. You know what will protect the hearts of your kids? Man, that's something. How how would you like to save your kids the guilt and the shame of sin? You know what will protect the heart of your kid? We could could do a lot of things, but you know what will protect the heart of your kid? It's taking God's word and leading them away from sin in the first place. Listen, you don't have to do that. You don't have to go there. You don't have to buy that lie. You don't have to follow that path. You want to protect the hearts of your kids. You pick up God's word and you lead them away from it in the first place. Protects us from the snares of death. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence and His children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. Friends, these are the words of life. This is how God leads us on paths of righteousness for His namesake. My call to you tonight is this. Be wise. Be wise. Fear the Lord. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come tonight. I'm thankful for your grace, for your kindness, for your care shown to us in giving us the words of life, the fountain of life. Lord, I'm thankful that you will forgive and you're gracious and kind to sinners. But I'm also thankful that you're caring enough and you have enough grace to lead us away from sin to have a confidence that will hold, a foundation that will not be shaken, that our kids would have a refuge, that in the possession of the truth, they would have a hope, Lord. And so, Lord, I pray that we would pick up your word, and I pray that we would love your word, and I pray that we would do the inconvenient thing, and we would spend time in your word. And, Lord, I pray that it would begin to shape our minds, that it would shape our hearts, that it would shape our homes, that it would build our kids, Lord. And I pray that it would bear fruit, that there would be a people would honor you, that would look like you, that would exalt you, that would know you, Lord. Help us to be a people of your word. Lord, I pray as we wrap up this Lord's Day, I pray that you've been honored. Lord, I pray that it doesn't end as we walk out of this room, but now it shapes us as we go through a new week. Let us bring glory to you in our lives. Let us bring people to you with our mouths, proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all of it, every bit for your glory. We love you, Lord. We praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.